Alrighty, so this week's topic is Taiwan and why if we were to go to war with China, it would be over Taiwan, <laughs> how we got there, uh, what the implications are. And so first I'm going to start out with a brief history of, of getting to this point. So uh, China owned Taiwan. It was part of the same government, right? It was just like it was part of China up until 1895. It was part of the Qing Dynasty. In 1895, the Qing Dynasty had a treaty with Japan where Ch- uh, Taiwan was given to Japan as a colony. Japan owned Taiwan up until 1945 when Japan lost World War II, and then Taiwan was returned to China. At that time, there was a civil war going on in China between the Chinese Nationalist Party, run by a guy named Chiang Kai-shek, and the Chinese Communist Party, run by Mao Zedong. So Chiang Kai-shek was in charge of China, he run China, but he actually lost the civil war, which was, I guess, surprising at the time, and he fled with his party to Taiwan. So Mao took over China and became the leader of China, and but he wasn't he wasn't super strong, and I guess they didn't want to invade Taiwan, and so they kind of formed two governments: one in Taiwan, run by the Chinese Nationalist Party, and one in mainland China, run by the Chinese Communist Party. And so ever since inception in, of the Chinese Communist Party, there was this like resentment towards Taiwan and part of the like the party stipulations were we need to reunify with Taiwan and that's always been part of the Chinese Communist Party. So there's this cool little dynamic I guess <laughs> where uh Taiwan is run independently and it's run by, you know, its own government started by Chiang Kai-shek. China mainland is run by the communists. They're technically considered the same country, but they're run by two different governments. And so this goes on this goes on for a while, and obviously they develop differently. Where China develops under communism, and uh, Taiwan ends up becoming more democratized and westernized in a lot of ways, and uh, they, you know, become this independent country that's technically owned by Taiwan. So they they do this separately until about the seventies, about maybe the eighties, when they start making friends. And, you know, they start sending people back and forth like, hey, you're not too bad. And this is when China's uh, become a lot more free market. They're a lot more open. So, you know, they're nicer and all they really want to do is trade. They just want to make money. And so this was kind of the establishment of Taiwan Chinese relationships where they're totally okay with each other. And there's this ambiguity where it's one China, two systems. Nobody really knows, like nobody's defined that. It's just kind of understood as like, hey, we're both China, but you can be run by your system and will be run by our system and uh, that's kind of it and China's like yeah you know one day we'll reunify you and Taiwan's like ah yeah okay sure yeah whatever um, and that's kind of the way it was for a really long time up until uh, Xi Jinping became the chairman and uh, things started to change in China and so kind of a summary of what Xi Jinping's been doing is he made he's been consolidating the power heavily in China to himself and he's made things a lot more Maoist which is to say um, very uh, what's the word? Dict- dictatorial, right? So he he ruins everything with a with an iron fist, and he's kind of bringing things back to the way that they were pre free market. He's really cracking down on the economy, and also he's become much more nationalist. Whereas the previous chairmans were like, yeah, like it's it's cool, right? Like China, Taiwan's whatever. Um, Xi Jinping, in an effort to revitalize like Chinese nationalism, has really cracked down on a lot of promises of the the initial Chinese Communist Party. One of which is Taiwan is going to be part of China. Um, it's one party, one system in his mind, and that's that's kind of the way that uh, Xi Jinping has been approaching his you know these these things in the past. 
And Taiwan never really knew what to do with that. So not the current administration of prime minister and uh, government that's running Taiwan, but the one just before, they always used the phrase like one or one China, two systems. You know, they were very okay with that, with that wording, whereas the current prime minister of Taiwan that she she never says one China. She does not acknowledge the fact that they are part of China. She would probably say they aren't. So that's kind of the situation. And when the whole Hong Kong thing happened, so a brief recap of Hong Kong. So it was the same situation. It was this own little its own little like country down there in Hong Kong. It was the same wording, literally one China, two systems. Where China um, just kind of let Hong Kong run its own thing, but. Last year, I think it was, yeah, I think it was the beginning of 2020, maybe the end of 20, I think it was the end of 2019, actually. Um, China got the balls to just invade Hong Kong. And I know it was like, it was like two weeks when in Congress they were like, this is unacceptable. We have to fight back. We have to help Hong Kong. But <laughs> it literally went away. Like whatever it was that, that they had, they literally just forgot about it. And Hong Kong was taken over by the Chinese, straight up invaded and taken over. Um and so, which was wild, right? Because um, everybody always assumed that America and the other Western democracies would save whatever democracy in Asia, specifically in this case, Hong Kong, and help them out whenever they needed it. But they just were abandoned and they were just integrated into China. And this whole concept of one China, two systems, which is out the window, right? Hong Kong was assuming like, yeah, we can run ourselves. But no, China came in and they now run Hong Kong. And that's the way it is now. And so Taiwan saw that and they're like, oh, <laughs> shoot. So I guess one China two systems isn't isn't a real thing. They they, they didn't know then they don't know how to how to feel about it. And uh, this last week things escalated even more. So there's this thing in China called the Golden Week, that is uh, it's like a celebration of the establishment of the the Chinese Communist Party. And so last week was Golden Week, and in an effort to spur nationalism, right as Xi Jinping's been doing. He set a record amount of planes that flew into um, Taiwan's buffer airspace. So not directly over Taiwan, but what's recognized in international law as, you know, Taiwan's safety space. And so they've just been sending tons of planes over there and they set records in how many planes. Why this matters is because when this happens, Taiwan has to scramble their jets and go do military stuff, <laughs> right? They have to go do whatever they're doing whenever planes fly over. And the point of this is twofold. One, for China nationally, internally to be like, look, we're like aggressive and we're going to make Taiwan like part of us again. And Xi Jinping's like, you know, can pump his fist in the air. And everybody's like, yeah. And also, it really demoralizes Taiwan because they get to see the inefficiencies in their uh, their air force. Right. They have to scramble every single time the Chinese send planes over. That makes their military look weak because it puts them at their limits. Right. They get tired. They get demoralized. And so that's that's what's been happening very recently. And for whatever reason, and this this makes sense, the people in Washington are specifically like super freaked out about this. They they see it as extreme aggression to Taiwan. Um, it's really just kind of military interaction, but you know they see it as as an escalation, which maybe maybe is the right way to see it. And so the U.S. sent over a lot of uh, troops to like train with Taiwanese troops. And, you know, do those kind of military exchanges. And so China's like, wait, is this an act of aggression? And then America's like, well, is, are your planes an act of aggression? And so there's this strange thing going on where China and uh, America and Taiwan are trying to figure out 
exactly <laughs> where the situation is because there is this nice ambiguity beforehand where it was like, yeah, Taiwan, China, one China, two systems, whatever, we'll trade. Everybody trade with each other. And that's the way it was, which actually creates a lot of implications for the future. And uh, that's where that's where things get interesting. So one of the biggest implications of this has to do with the trade that's been going on. So in Taiwan, there's this, I just, this is just one really interesting example. There's tons of examples like this. In Taiwan, there's a company called Foxconn. So Foxconn is known as the manufacturer of all of Apple's iPhones. What's interesting is that you assume Foxconn is a Chinese company because all of the factories are in China. But in reality, it's a Taiwanese company where the factories are in China. And so if China were to take over Taiwan, what does that mean for Foxconn? Well, it brings it under the umbrella of all these other Chinese companies, right? Like Huawei and the ones that are pretty much just kind of puppets of the Chinese Communist Party. Right now, Foxconn isn't, right? But if China or if Taiwan was invaded, then that would be the case. And so that's a reason for for America to stick up to Taiwan, right? Another reason for America to stick up to Taiwan or stick up for Taiwan, excuse me, is uh, people just kind of see America as the defender of democracy, right? Um, they, uh, they, everybody in the world understands them, right? Like <laughs> America defends democracies. They set up democracies. But with what happened in Ta Hong Kong, everybody in the world was like, what, what, what the heck? Is, is this not how this works anymore? And so Taiwan would have to be the example where, um, where America proves itself as really the defender of democracy. And that counters with the China's growing influence, right? So if America fails to take action in this direction, then the the world sees like, oh, like America has kind of subdued itself to China, which isn't good. Um, another huge implication of, of what's going on in China, and if China does invade Taiwan and take it over, is what would happen in the South China Sea. So the South China Sea would be like an episode in itself. There's a lot going on there. But the point is, a third of the entire GDP of the world passes through the South China Sea every year. And so it's a huge just amount of trade and just money that flows through there. And there's a lot of kind of like political intrigue and not actual fighting, but like political fighting that goes in, into the South China Sea, who controls what and how all that works just to make sure that it's a free trade zone. And so if China takes over Taiwan, it would have a massive advantage in the South China Sea area. Um, just because that's the location that the Taiwanese location helps in that uh, regard. So those are the those are the implications of of what happens with with China moving forward and Taiwan. Um, and something else that I find really interesting that's kind of a tangent is kind of my my conspiracy theory, <laughs> conspiracy theory assumption of what what's happening. But so with the the wars ending in the Middle East and us pulling out out of Afghanistan. Um, that was, it was really sudden and random, right? Like, like we had just like, like, I don't know what it was like 5,000 troops in Afghanistan. And for us to pull out all of the troops didn't really make much sense. Like we have like 30,000 troops in Germany, right? It doesn't mean that we've like invaded Germany. We just kind of have, to, it's what America does, right? So for us to take all of those troops out must've been a signal, right? It must've been a signal to America and to the world that we're done with the war in the Middle East. Um, I think that's the case because, the and this is this will all makes sense here in a second why I'm talking about Taiwan. This will all makes this uh 
I think that's the case because the war in the Middle East became very unpopular in America. And so they botched the way that it was pulled out, right? They botched the actual actual ex- execution of it. But in a perfect world, it w- they, the Biden administration would have been able to say, we're done with the Middle East. So that was a mistake. We shouldn't have done that. Instead, they messed it up, right? And so that whole point is just it's, – it's based on the war and uh, kind of the popularity of the war. Now, what's been happening over the last 10 years – is people have been becoming more aggressive towards China. In fact, there's a poll that said uh, in 2020, 41% of Americans uh, supported helping Taiwan if China invaded Taiwan. This year in July, it was 52%. So now literally a majority of Americans would favor helping Taiwan if China invaded and so what I see this as is a change in kind of the popular war in which the – whatever you want to describe, the military-industrial complex, the people who make money through war, um, they have an opportunity to make money again, right? They need a place for that. And so that place has moved from the Middle East now towards the South China Sea area and Taiwan. And so I think what's going on in, in Taiwan might also be related to that, but that's just kind of some random tangent idea that I had. Anyways, so the implications of all this Taiwan situation are this is a it's a big opportunity for, for America to establish itself in, as what it needs to be as a Western democracy, right? The the leader of democracy. It's a way to snub the Chinese growing uh, like status and also to maintain control of the South China Sea. And also we might want to do it because of uh, – you know the situation with with Foxconn and, and all those companies and what that would mean. So there's a lot of reasons, and I kind of jumped into that strangely, but there's a lot of reasons for us to to be interested in the whole Taiwan situation. But also, if China invades Taiwan and we have to go to war, then we have to go to war, right? And that's people dying, and and that's that, that has a lot of implications in itself, right? So there's a lot of reasons why we should be interested in Taiwan, um, but it's such a complicated issue. It's so it's so weird. All right, that's it. Bye.